You are talking about the nonsensical ravings of a lunatic mind. I got a bad feeling about this. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! He's looking at you, kid. What we got here is a failure to communicate. You could ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Hello and welcome to the first ever official MovieForms.com podcast. Uh, not one of those counterfeit podcasts floating around. I'm Chris Boyer, and today is February 20th, 2009 uh, AD. Uh, some of you might be wondering why it took us, uh, oh, about eight and a half years uh, to put out a podcast. Uh, well, discounting the fact that podcasting wasn't really around for the first three or so, uh, I guess the reason for uh, for that is the same as the reason it took us seven years to start a newsletter, which is that we uh, didn't really get around to it. But uh, here we are, just in time to talk about a little event known as the Oscars. Uh, as is uh, customary, we spent about a month trying to figure out who would be nominated, and about a month since the announcement, uh, complaining about who wasn't. Uh, in this case, The Dark Knight. Uh, I guess we're still consoling each other over that one. Uh, but for all our griping, we still sit down and watch the thing every year, so uh, I guess the Academy gets the last laugh. This year's host, as you've probably heard, is Hugh Jackman. Uh, some of you may know Hugh's done a fair amount of stage work in his career, uh, and as you would expect from any stage actor, he's got a pretty good set of pipes on him. Uh, here's a quick clip of Wolverine howling at the moon in The Boy From Oz. Pretty impressive stuff. Of course, the uh, Oscars love a good spectacle, and they definitely love a good musical number. So don't be surprised if the bane of Dr. Perry Cox flexes his vocal cords during the ceremony a couple of times. But anyway, we'll all be watching. Uh, but we watch for more than just the entertainment, don't we? We also watch to see how we did in our respective Oscar pools. Deep down, we must all be degenerate gamblers because we can turn just about anything into a competition. Even other competitions. But anyway, if you're like me, uh, you haven't always seen all of the nominated films and performances heading into the ceremony. And this begs the question, how do you pick the winners? Well, obviously nothing's foolproof, but every year a couple of the categories are about as close to a sure thing as you can get. So unless you're absolutely determined to go against the grain, the odds are pretty good that a couple categories are probably filled in for you already, uh, right off the bat. After that, it gets a bit tougher, as popular opinion can only take you so far. There's a nice resource for this sort of thing, though. Uh, it's a website that a fair number of you have probably heard of called the uh, Hollywood Stock Exchange. It's about what you'd expect, given the name. Uh, it's a simulated stock market consisting of movies and actors instead of socks and bonds. 
Uh, you can quote unquote purchase movies or actors in the value of your portfolio. See what I did there? Uh, goes up or down depending on the respective box office fortunes. There are lots of little derivative things you can wager on as well, such as, you guessed it, the Oscars. You can bet on nominations, and after the nominations are announced, you can bet on winners. And as a cold-hearted capitalist, I'm pleased to say that the wisdom of crowds uh, generally applies here, even though only play money is involved. If years past are any indication, you could predict the winners at a fairly solid rate by seeing where each award option is trading and uh, going with the one that the site's users have deemed the most valuable. Uh, this year, for example, they regard Heath Ledger for Best Supporting Actor as the most likely win among any actor or film in any major category. Uh, they deem Slumdog Millionaire for Best Picture to be the second most likely win of any category. Uh, the closest race to this point is between Mickey Rourke and The Wrestler and Sean Penn and Milk for Best Actor. Uh, the Hollywood Stock Exchange gives Rourke uh, a slight edge at the moment, which sounds about right to me. But anyway, on to some of the more uh, specific nominees. Uh, I'll be posting my predictions on MovieForms.com along with many other users, but I'll go over my reasoning a bit here. Heath Ledger is just about as close to a sure thing as you can get. Uh, sadly, this is going to be his last chance to win. Um, his performance was not just great, but genuinely unique, and uh, The Dark Knight can't possibly walk away with only technical awards. Not much else to say there. Regarding Best Picture, uh, the smart money's on Slumdog Millionaire. Now, obviously the Academy is constantly in flux, but they seem to be valuing uh, heartwarming tales a bit more these days. There weren't really any out-and-out feel-good stories around the turn of the century, from 1999 to 2002, uh, but since then there's been at least one nominee per year uh, that fits that description. Uh, Seabiscuit in 2003, Finding Neverland in 2004, Crash, which of course won in 2005 over four much more somber films, uh, Little Miss Sunshine in 2006, and Juno last year. You also have to consider that Slumdog Millionaire doesn't have any acting nominations, so the only possible consolation prizes are in bellwether categories, which tend to align with the Best Picture winner anyway. Uh, anyway, touching briefly on a few other categories, I'm penciling uh, Kate Winslet in for Best Actress. Uh, though this really isn't a sensible reason or a logical one, one would expect that Meryl Streep uh, might be passed over simply because she already has two wins and 15, yes, that's 15 nominations to her name. Uh, Kate Winslet, on the other hand, is to the Oscars what Susan Lucci was to the Emmys. This is her sixth nomination and fourth in the Best Actress category, and she's yet to win. Uh, she was nominated for The Reader this year, of course, but, but she could have just as easily been nominated for Revolutionary Road. So it's possible that she'll get a little bit of extra credit for that as well. Uh, incidentally, there's an article about Winslet and the Oscars uh, in Time this week, which is well worth reading. Best Actor is probably the toughest of the major categories to predict this year. Uh, as I mentioned before, the players in the Hollywood Stock Exchange give Mickey Rourke a slight edge over Sean Penn, and I think that's probably the way to go. Uh, it's the logical culmination of the whole Rourke comeback thing that everyone's been talking about. Uh, and Sean Penn figures to be a regular presence in the category, uh, as he's been nominated three times in the past eight years. Um, but at the same time, you've got to imagine that Sid Gannis is uh, losing sleep over the possibility of Mickey Rourke on stage saying pretty much whatever he wants. Uh, don't think they'll let him bring that little dog with him, though. Uh, now, there are a few uh, Oscar shockers every year, and this sort of method isn't likely to account for them particularly well, but it's a good source of input into making your predictions, particularly in categories you don't know that well. Uh, and it probably guarantees at least a decent showing in any given year. Anyway, we're going to take a short break now uh, to help pass the time. Here's a short clip from one of my all-time favorite movie scores, Lawrence of Arabia.
Welcome back. Uh, so now that we've heard an Oscar-winning score and uh, gone over how to use market forces to win a meaningless competition, uh, let's talk about the Academy itself for a moment. Most of the discussion after the announcement of the nomination centered around The Dark Knight uh, and the fact that it didn't garner a nomination for Best Picture or a nomination for Best Director for Mr. Christopher Nolan. Uh, this irked a lot of you, it seems, and it irked me too. I uh, share in your irkedness. And it's not just because I love the film and felt it should be honored, but because I think its exclusion says something about the Academy. If the Academy voters exclude films like The Dark Knight or, say, Jurassic Park or Terminator 2 from winning major awards, they're not just saying that those films can't win. They're essentially saying that almost no film in their respective genres can win. No superhero film, no science fiction film, and very few action films. If a film can be in the 99th percentile for quality in a given genre and still not merit a nomination, then we have to assume that the voters are simply writing that genre off altogether. This has more or less always been the case, but it's become more pronounced as of late. Uh, there are certainly exceptions, but it's hard to deny that the Academy favors drama, particularly in a personal drama. But why? Are we really to believe that invoking a sense of drama requires more skill than invoking excitement? Is it really harder to make a good drama than a good thriller? I don't think that it is. Which kind of film is harder to make from a directorial standpoint? Frost Nixon, a film about two characters sitting in a room talking? Or The Dark Knight, a film featuring intricate action sequences, elaborate costumes, and stunningly difficult stunts. Doesn't one require a lot more skill and precision than the other? And don't we both know which one that is? Now, I'm not going to suggest that a box office success is some sort of objective proof of quality, but the numbers here are pretty extreme. Uh, the Dark Knight took in $530 million domestically, which is the second highest gross of all time in that category. It was praised by critics and loved by fans. Films like this just don't come along very often. The Academy had a real chance to be broadly relevant this year by honoring a truly rare film. It was the correct thing to do, and let's be honest, they could have used the boost in viewership and interest uh, that some major nominations for The Dark Knight would have brought them. Uh, instead, they nominated another film that your more casual moviegoers probably haven't heard of. Now, it shouldn't be the goal of the Oscars to be popular or to honor the most popular films, but with snubs like this, they run the risk of narrowing themselves down into irrelevance. Anyway, uh, that'll do it for the first official Movie Forms podcast. Uh, don't forget that we're holding our second annual Marathon Oscar chat this Sunday, February 22nd. Uh, the chat room will open sometime in the afternoon, and we'll be plastering a big shiny link on every page of the site. So just drop by in the middle of the day, and if the chat room's open, you won't be able to miss it. And in appropriate Oscar fashion, that music in the background means I've overstayed my welcome. Thanks for listening, and uh, see you next time. Wild them in the end. You got hit. You can have flaws, problems, but wild them in the end. And you've got a hit.